rating the Jasons. I will be the, the list from bottom to top, and then you guys chime in like we did before. Now, I my I've got all of them on here, and my bottom pick is actually Jason from A New Beginning, who was portrayed by an actor <laughs> by the name of Tom Morgan. The reason is, I mean, Jason's in it like twice, I think. And fuck, I didn't even like Roy wandering the streets like an arsehole. <laughs> so I was pretty down on Jason himself <laughs> as well. I mean, this is another thing this film gets wrong. It doesn't do anything right, and Jason's another part of it. So essentially, he's really at the bottom because yeah. he's not Yeah, in. I had this last as well. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're spot on. I mean, the fact that it isn't really Jason in the in the wash up is uh is a downer for him, but then when he is on the screen he's not very good. So yeah. Cause I mean he gets nothing yeah. to do, he just And, and you know there. fucking Roy's underneath that mask that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't yeah, know how my, that, my, I don't know whose idea that was. <laughs> Daddy Steinbert, I believe. My number ten is Jason from the original. Same thing applies. He is in the film for one sequence. It is a fantastic sequence, and it does scare the shit out of you. But Jason is not really a character. He's kind of just a device to get Mrs. Voorhees doing what she's doing, and then he comes out of the water at the end. So, you know, he's at the bottom. No, not as bad as the Part 5 one, but it's another non-event sort of thing. Yeah, I had him in this spot too as well. It, it came down to you know that that last you know jump jump scare is pretty effective, and the the makeup effects on him are pretty fun. And then I kind of justified it by if I were to replace him with the actual villain of the movie, Pamela Voorhees, honestly, she'd probably go about here as well. Yeah. Despite the fact that I really like her motivation and she does deliver a good performance, because the fact that she's a cheat, she comes out of nowhere. She'd probably fall around here too. So yeah, I have Jason from the original in this spot as well. Yep, I have. Uh, I actually have Jason goes to hell. Jason here. Oh, um, oh, okay. okay. So I just feel like, yeah, it's another one where time's a factor. He's not on there very much, but I just didn't really. I liked some of what they tried to do, like the fact that his face had kind of his, his scars and whatever had kind of moulded around the mask a little bit. But it just made Jason look really beefed up, and the the costume that he's wearing just looked a bit off too. So I had that here, but I'll do my next one as well because that was Jason in the lake in the original. Ah. I do love it, but just not there long enough. It's just used for one one little moment, so I couldn't really put it on on there because it didn't have a body of work. So yeah, fair enough. My number nine is Jason from Jason X. Oh, here we go again. Jesus, come wow. on. <laughs> Just give in. You know you want to. <laughs> no, he is the absolute <laughs> opposite of his performance in Seven. He lumbers around the ship like a fucking idiot. There's one sequence where you see him just wandering down the hallway looking in rooms. I'm like, no, we should, yeah. shouldn't be doing that. And we the get cost- a nice shot of him walking down the stairs, having a look around too. Yeah, the costuming... The costuming yeah. is terrible. He looks the worst he's looked in the entire series. He's just wearing a pair of slacks and a shirt. <laughs> it is a bit cheap looking, I'll say. I, I do remember in Freddy vs. Jason, I know we haven't mentioned this one, but uh, 
I believe Jason's wearing fucking sweatpants in that one, if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't hate his performance when he's walking throughout the ship. I just think it's kind of a... His, his probably, you know, uh, his least accomplished uh, addition or version of Jason, rather. But because he's got Uber Jason, you know, you won't find this on my list for a few spots. No, definitely not. <laughs> Look, I, I, I just didn't... Uber Jason just didn't get me to liking yeah. this performance at all. And it feels like Kane Hodder was... Even he looked a little bit disinterested. That's all right, is, Adam. We're, is, all, we're, all, um, we're all wrong sometimes. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not in this case. Uh, number nine for me was actually Jason from part two, Steve Dash. And I, I again, it's mostly just because... One, he's a smaller framed Jason, and I never find him all that intimidating. I find him creepy. He's a creepy presence from the way he's stalking and doing all this stuff. But because, again, a lot of it, you only see his arms wearing his fucking flannel. It's just kind of silly to me. But I can, get, I can understand people having him higher because I know people are going to have this higher on the list just for me personally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's Wasn't a bit silly. End? And especially that ending there. Yeah, with Uncle Jason. I don't know. It was kind of football shaped. It wasn't like. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cross. Yeah, it's weird looking. It's just a strange decision. I tell you, <laughs> one decision. of the most interesting things for me with regards to um, Crystal Lake Memories is they're talking about how the, Jason looks better in part two than he did in the, than Savini's effects. And I'm like, yeah. totally disagree. No, I don't think so. Totally disagree. Yeah, I very much. He, he looks like uh, a cross between like the Geico cavemen and sloth, <laughs> with a little bit of, like Dave Grohl in there or something. I don't know what they're doing, but not how I like my Jason to look. Oh, <laughs> no. oh man! But I do like the potato sack look. I, I think it's just sort of played out in years since. So I, you know, it's it's nothing too special. But what did you have at nine, Jared? Um, you, that was where I had Jason. the like Jason, Jason in the like, yeah, the original oh, Jason in the like. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What did you yeah. have at ten? Yeah, Jason goes to hell. Okay, I have Jason Goes to Hell at eight. I think actually Kane, Kane Hodder is fine, but Jason is not on screen much. And yeah. agree with you, Jared, it's a poor look. I know they needed to try different things, but it just didn't, didn't work. The whole idea that his head had grown over his mask and everything like that it just didn't work yeah. for me. Yep. I think uh, with Adam Marcus being an inexperienced director, he he didn't quite know how to shoot Jason. There's a lot of wide shots of him, which make him look like a like a little, I don't know, potato sack boy. He's all, he looks so weird. I don't know. He just looks smaller than he actually is, too, yeah. in a lot of these yeah, wide shots. He um, does, actually. And while, you know, like Jared had mentioned, I appreciate the fact that they have the the mask kind of forming into the face and the back of it's all kind of gross and bulbousy. But the, the wisps of hair get me every time when he's turning around and there's just these like flowing, there's these gross yeah. strands of like Jeepers Creepers hair that I cannot get over. And ah, yeah, and his walk in this one is probably the most pronounced where he's fucking like swinging yeah. all of his shoulders and every single motion and movement. And yeah, uh, I think he's having fun here, but yeah, he's also just not on screen enough. So that's, that's also kind of why he's this low. Yeah. I think this one's like the, it's another example of the idea and the execution, like the idea of, of, you know, that mask and, and that it's sound. It's exactly what they did in part seven. They had, they, they decided what would he actually look like if this was, this was happening, you know, they tried to yeah. take it to the nth degree again and it just, but it, it, the execution was off with this one. Yeah. It does have, I think, my favorite or one of my favorite 
entrances of adjacent, or I think the first time he's actually shown fully, is where he does a movement that I don't know if they accomplished in reverse, or it's just inhuman the way he motion. It's like him popping over the staircase in that opening scene when the woman is being like chased around the house or that little cabin area after he's thrown her off the balcony, I think. Yeah. When he pops up and the way he moves, it just doesn't make sense as a, as a person. So I, I don't know. I've always kind of been fond of the way Kane Hodder takes this role so fucking seriously. Yeah, like he's, he does. he's Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <one>, yeah. <laughs> if it was Daniel Day, he would have actually killed someone. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just I went to say, oh, I spent six weeks at a summer camp, <laughs> murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm back. I, I feel I've got the character. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's, that's number number eight. What did you have, Jared? Um, so yeah, this is where I had Sackhead. It was yeah, Brandon spot on. I just felt like um, I didn't necessarily dislike what Steve Dash was doing, but they were still kind of developing what Jason was. And there's kind of shots that a couple of times he sort of reminds me of Madman Mars and the. The fingers, like he's been, like someone's seen him. He's kind of like, ooh, before he kind of gets into action. <laughs> so, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't totally work for me. Um, it's definitely not. I don't have the same distaste for it as I have for something like, like Tom Morgan's um, efforts. But uh, it just wasn't quite developed as to what we came to love just yet. Yeah, I mean, I have him at number seven. Agreed. There's not a lot of him either. They show, as you said, Brandon, when we were talking about the films, his hands and his feet and him in shadow, running across the road, jazz handsy, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> in brief snippets, we see him, but we really don't see him in a decent period until right near the end um, when him and Jenny come face to face. And it's not that he's done anything bad. It just kind of doesn't. It doesn't resonate greatly um, within the all the Jasons that have come and gone. So, yeah, he kind of sits a bit lower for me. My, what do you guys have at seven? Uh, my number seven was Jason from Part Three, Richard Brooker. And again, kind of mentioned when you know the movie itself. It's just he seems super <laughs> disinterested in this whole ordeal. Just. Uh, <laughs> You know, booping around nonchalantly, rocking around the the whole camp. I don't know. Uh, yeah. He's an imposing figure because he's he's a big, big guy. Plus, they've done something with his traps or something where he's got like Tom Hardy Bane <laughs> in the back there <laughs> below his neck. But other than that, yeah, he's he's just kind of a forgettable Jason in my opinion. But mm. again, intimidating enough. Yeah, I was I was right there with you on that one. Um, part three, I think Luke might have made mention that that he liked um, that Jason in the kills. And I, I totally agree with that. I thought that was the only part where part three's Jason really did the job for me. But I think the 3D might have hurt because it seemed to necessitate all those shots where we get a lot of him kind of like with the torso. You just yeah. kind of get him from the back and see a hand and the torso or whatever. So it would look like that person was here and that shot was down in, you know, further away from it. So some of the 3D hurt him. But, yeah, it's just the walk. <laughs> just disinterested is is right and awkward. Like I don't know. It seems yeah. like he, he's. It seems like I feel like if I met Richard Brooker, he's a guy who would like to have his hands in his pockets because he doesn't like. He doesn't know. He doesn't <laughs> look like he knows how to walk with his hands by his side. Yeah. The the best example of that is when he shoots. I think it's Vera, that lady with the harpoon he gun. Just yeah. Of course, in three D, and then just sort of. 
lazily saunters yeah. up the hill. He just swings both <laughs> arms a little bit and then kind of just walks Exactly. Yeah. Very unmotivated Jason. Yeah. Uh, I will say towards the end, though, he does have that moment where he's fucking sprinting toward yeah. the, the final girl there. Uh, that at least, yeah, he, he does show a bit of menace. He yeah. looks like he's carrying a couple of... Um, Bags of luggage. <laughs> he's down low. He's not swinging the arms. He's not giving us any elbow bend. He looks. Nah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when he's killing people, he's fine. But yeah. once he starts to, once they start to show him too much, and they this, maybe it's a necessity of the three D. But having a again, a bit like Jason goes to hell, some wider shots where you see him sort of wandering. He just looks like he's not. Yeah, he's not interested, or he's not there to. To, to be intimidating, and I think the 3D probably hurt, but I also think maybe it might have been him as a as an actor. Maybe that's how he felt the performance needed to be. That Jason was kind of like yeah. just a he was just a singular focus guy. He wasn't a particularly scary mm. sort of fella, and that's where it comes across for me. So I had him at number six. My number six was uh, part eight, Kane Hodder. Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, you know, if we're to factor in the entire character of Jason throughout the movie, he'd probably be last for me because of the stupid kid shit we get later on. <laughs> toxic sludge Jason bullshit. But the parts where he is on the boat anyway and him coming through New York City, you know, Times Square, there's enough positives in there, I guess, that it, that it ranks above some of these others. But just barely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind the look of Jason here, despite the fact that he's wet all the time. Yeah. He's just soaked. He hasn't, yeah, been, in the, he hasn't been in the water either. He's quite out of the water. No. Dry dry <laughs> For a while. For yeah, a you while. should be dry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was the same. I had I had part eight there. I think the look is okay. The the design of Jason is is fine. Could have lived with that, other than you know maybe drying off occasionally. But um, God, his face he, is terrible though. Oh yeah. Uh, when the mask, yeah, once it shows when the, the mask action. comes off, that's dreadful. When the mask is on, I, I don't mind the design. But, yeah, when the mask comes off, that, that loses massive points. But they also just don't seem to give him a hell of a lot to do. Um, yeah. He just it, The kills aren't imaginative or all that exciting. And, yeah, he just he just doesn't get a chance to really sort of get stuck in anywhere um, like he does in other Kane Hodder performances. So, yeah. part eight. I had him at had that. Part eight at number five. So, look, in a terrible film, he is one of the, probably the only bright spots in it because he's yep. still using some of those ticks and mannerisms that he had from part seven, the heavy breathing and the, you know, and the moving and, you know, the moving his head, then moving his body, kind of like the Terminator type of thing. And so it works. The whole thing in Times Square is a really cool shot of him standing there, you know. And so he gets he gets away with a few nice things and I think the look as you said Jared is is decent enough apart from his face which is fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets to kick that jukebox. Yeah. You know? And that is a cool scene and yeah. I think that's another thing that you yeah. know there's a couple of little light moments there that might help. Um but just, I, uh, I do have to mention though just while you're I do on have to that mention how he gets his mask in the beginning of this movie, isn't it? Doesn't it belong to just some other guy who's on a boat? Yeah. The exact same yeah. replica mask, like with even with like the, the no, hatchet I, mark I don't think it has. It's ridiculous. Does it have the hatchet mark in it? I'm not quite sure if it has that. I just know that it's an identical but it's mask. The same, to, yeah. Know, all the stuff. Just on it. That's the one he carries around. Just while you're on that um, that stereo kicking moment, that is the moment in the entire franchise that got the biggest jump scare out of anything ever when I was watching it because 
as I was watching it, I was partly sort of drifting off. And, you know, when you're sort of first drifting off, you're aware of the sounds around you. I kind of started doing the fluttering eyes and then that fucking, when he kicks the bo- when he kicks the box, it just goes boom and I fucking jumped off the couch and nearly fell off. I nearly hit the floor. <laughs> and I was watching it with a mate at the time and he just turned around and started cracking up. He's like, does that scare you? And I'm like, I was trying to tell him, yeah, I was asleep and he's like, ah, you big cat. <laughs> Getting stuck into me. But, yeah, that, was it. that one holds a special place for me. All right, who do you guys have at number five? I had, uh, this is where I reluctantly placed Uber Jason, number five. <laughs> reluctantly? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if only he could have climbed higher. Uh, you know, as you mentioned before, yeah, it, it, he doesn't have a great performance in the beginning of this movie. There's the whole bit there where he's got the, you know, he's all hooked up Hannibal Lecter style, and <laughs> I, I don't know. For the most part, though, I do think one is Uber Jason's just a cool look. It's a fun performance. You can tell Kane Otter is, like, enlivened by this. Like, ooh, I get mm. to do something a bit different yeah. here. Uh, I like the way he plays that whole virtual reality scene. Uh, and, and yeah, he does have some, some decent scuffles. I also like when the, the robot shoots the shit out of him. Uh, how far <laughs> they go with that. It is, like, the destruction of his head, the, the face and everything. Like, they mm. just, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Yep, um, I, this exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be, I'm going to be totally honest, it would be higher if more of it was Uber Jason, but because part, you know, the, the most part of it was just, you, you know, you, you run of the mill, Jason. That's, as you pointed out, Adam, that's where we get a lot of Jason just kind of wandering around a couple of times. There's two to three sequences where you get a bit of Jason and he's, he's just out in the open. And and not really what you would expect, but the Uber Jason shift is is awesome. As we've kind of mentioned, Kane Hodder seemed to really take that evil gets an upgrade on, and he changed his performance a little bit when he was Uber Jason. Um, like you see when him and him and um, KM are battling, and him and him and Brodsky get into it a little bit. He's going for it. There's one where he, ch- I think there's a kick somewhere, and I'm thinking, fuck, he didn't pull that. He's he's just belted someone there. And I love the design of Uber Jason. If I had to pick a favorite design. Design, it would be Uber Jason. So, fair enough. Number four for me is uh, Jason from Part Six. CJ Graham. He's big. He's imposing, and he manages to throw in a couple of little nuanced moments. The whole head tilt when he comes up to the car and see, yeah, it's rocking, and he kind of goes like that. And he is, you know, now Jason is a a zombie, it's more difficult to create something with it. So I think he does a pretty good job. Um, and he's just, he's a bit, he seems like he's just a big dude. Like he's a big menacing looking guy. So it works really well in that way. Yeah. This is where I had him too. He almost reminds me of like a, I don't want to say a more innocent Jason, but he seems more childlike in this one for whatever mm. reason, his mannerisms, his movements, he just seems kind of, uh, not excited to be doing it, but, but but almost just like it doesn't matter to him that he's murdering all these people. Uh, but I like the look of him. You know, he's a bigger guy, like you said, and he's able to pull off some of the more comedic elements mm. without coming across as like annoying or anything like that. He, he, he straddles that line, and I think he's imposing while also being able to kind of take the piss out of it in those meta moments. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I had Ted White. Part Ted four. White at number four. Yep. Um, okay. I think Ted White was the first 
really good Jason. Like as I, as I said when we talked about part four, I think he was the one that put it all together. And I just feel like, yeah, he also had the luxury of being in one of the better movies. So, yeah, I, uh, not not too many complaints with any of my Jasons from here on in. So, um, yep. number four, would pro- some people would probably consider that to be pretty low. But, yeah, that's where I've got him. Okay. At number three, I have Kane Hodder from part seven. Great look. Great mannerisms, the beating he takes and the stunt work is just awesome. I actually love the way he really commits to it. Like when he grabs someone's head, he he grabs it. You know, like he really does grab it. So he puts a bit of that. He doesn't pull anything with it, and I think that's that's what works here. But the look of him is just awesome. I just think they did such a good job to take all the damage that he's had and show it on his body and add the fact that he's been rotting underwater for years just looks brilliant and Hodder really gives it gives Jason um, uh, a, a presence that works. Mm. Yep, this is where I had him as well. Uh, this is my favourite look of any Jason if you were to go based off solely, you know, just on appearance. Love the walk, love how slimy he is. He's, you know, more beast than man at this point and super violent. But yeah, it really brings it all together for me. Uh, the supernatural element of it all, but he still is retaining that that slasher, that human person that's still kind of inside that uh, it all rolls it up to me. It, it honestly, these top three, I, I was shuffling constantly, but I, I landed on here. So, but yeah, my favorite look by far. Yep. Jared? Um, I had uh, Derek Mears from the remake. Um, uh, similar, similar thing to Brandon. Like the top four for me was was very, very close. I think both the recreation of the sackhead and the mask all looked pretty good throughout the remake. Allowing Derek Mears to be kind of to to run and to kind of leap at people and do that sort of stuff added an angle that we hadn't really seen before. But it didn't. Uh, I, like I've had conversations with other people who just hated this one because of that, whereas I was kind of like, I'm okay with it. Like <laughs> the man can run. That's that's fine with me. He just made it sort of uh, a bit meaner and a bit nastier than than some of the other Jasons had been. So yeah, that's totally agree. I had I actually had him at number two. Everything about it is he kind of feels like um, a survivalist, and I think that was a nice little addition to kind of like creating a slightly different Jason in that he's protecting his territory, he's, you know, no, he's not going to do any harm to anybody unless you, you turn up on his into his area. And once you do that, he's he's aggressive, he's, he's menacing, there's a lot to like about it, and the running just adds that nice touch to it, especially that sequence where, he comes out in the first 20 minutes and he hits the bike who's in the bear trap with the machete and then he looks over and sees her on the ground and he just charges at her with the machete. It's a really, really cool, iconic sort of shot. And I think he's, he does a really great job. And we talked about this the other day, Jared, that if they finally get their fingers out and make a sequel, I'd love to see him back. I think he'd be yeah, absolutely choice. Yep. Yeah. He's he's the scariest of the Jasons, in my opinion. I have him at number two as well. The fact that uh, some people are super angry how they make him a survivalist, I've always kind of shook my head at because in this in this version of the Jason timeline, they're not going for the supernatural 
version of Jason. So you have to real like think what would what would the the regular Jason, what would this human guy do with mm. his time? And it perfectly it makes sense to me that this is the way they'd go with it. Uh, I mean, again, there are many other routes, but I'm glad they went this way, mm. and I'm glad they gave him the. Yeah, the energy they do, because this guy's running all over the goddamn place, charging this way and that way. And yeah, I, I like the look of him. He's, uh, you know, brutal, unforgiving. And out of all of them, you know what I mean? This is the one I'd least likely want to run into, uh, <laughs> because it just seems like one, I have no chance of doing anything. And half the time, he doesn't even let you know he's coming. It's just there's so many kills in this movie that it's like turned around like, holy shit, there he is. Yeah. And you're dead. Yeah. Um, he also yeah, has the uh, largest machete in history. Yeah, it's a fair size. It's huge. I I had um, part seven. Oh, so this is uh, this is Kane Hodder's best for mine. Now I just have to clarify because I did say at two points that part seven was my favorite design and Uber Jason was my favorite design. I kind of look at Uber Jason a little bit differently because it was only there for a brief stretch. But in terms of the Jasons, the, the standard sort of Jasons that we know and love. The, the design of part seven and, and having him kind of rotted away and the spine showing and um, I just love that. And for me, this is the the best he's looked without the mask. Even though it does look a bit like a caricature, it's a little bit sort of cartoony when he takes his mask off. I think it looks really good and it also has um, like Hodder plays that pretty well with his kind of movements and stuff when the mask is off, he gets kind of fired up a little bit and starts the chest's puffing again and he starts kind of making these kind of um, swift movements movements and it's one of the few times which is why i kind of like the, the movie too it's one of the few times that he plays jason feeling a bit of danger so yeah that was uh, my second favorite and i had ted white from part four as my number one you pretty much hit the nail on the head jared he's the first really really good jason but i'd go further i've actually found him really scary specifically that sequence where he comes through the window and grabs Tommy and she belts him over the head with the hammer and then he just kicks the door in and the way he kind of stands yeah. and looks at her and then he throws the hammer, it's like, you know, it's almost like he wants, like, he, he, I, I have to kill them, you know, I have to kill them. And mm. he's very handsy with his, um, <laughs> with his kill work when he squashes that guy's head in the shower. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. <laughs> he just gets in there, squashes the guy's face, and he straddles the line between ridiculously over-the-top kill and kind of realistic kill. Um, for instance, the guy who gets his throat cut with the hacksaw and then he just twists his head around at the same time. Like, they kind of add a little mm. extra to it, and it really works, and I think it makes him the best Jason quite by quite a bit. In yep, my, that's where my I've got him, too. He's just, uh, I, he's my favorite build of any Jason as well. He, 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 not too big that he doesn't seem like a guy. <laughs> you know, he's not a fucking Tyler Main brick shithouse Derek Mears type guy, but he's also not a stocky, beefy critter like <laughs> Kane Otter can be every so often. <laughs> so I, I like the way this guy looks like just an, imita- uh, an intimidating presence. He doesn't fuck around. He's pretty brutal. He also seems, though... I don't want to say the most human, but the most, I can't say relatable either, but, but the most like a, just a guy who's snapped, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. He seems like the most realistic threat out of all of these, despite Derek Mears being a fucking terrifying force of nature. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that person's going to find me ever, but this guy just seems like a regular guy who snapped, has got the mask on and he isn't quite zombie Jason yet. 
Uh, so to me, he's he's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. I'm a CJ Graham man. He's he's my favorite, Jason. I feel like he had this combo of, even though he's still walking everywhere, he had these really swift movements and seemed to to show Jason off as, if you did encounter this guy, you'd be in trouble because he's faster than you, he's stronger than you. You also describe him as childlike, Brandon, which is, I think is, um, it's, yeah, it's kind of on the mark. It feels like when he's doing it, he's got this vibe of, this is just what I do and I and I do it pretty well. <laughs> that's if that's what you do, you know. Like um, I'm also a fan of, um, obviously, with number six as, as my favourite. I'm a fan of the, the comedic elements, and a couple of times they brought those into the kills. I feel like part six has got this really nice com- combo of kind of brutal, but not like some of them you still laugh at because they're so ridiculously over the top. So yeah, I'm, I, I feel like that combined with he's a fairly large statured. Man, it just made him super intimidating as well. So I feel like he's he's the one for me. Fair call, fair call. All right, that's that's we've rated the Jasons. Let's move on to the final girls. Now, Jared, we'll start with you. We'll have your list as the as the base, right? But we're obviously just going to cover the surviving female character. I know that there are other characters who survive in these films. You know, I'm looking at Tommy Jarvis specifically as he survives yep. in several of them. But we're just looking here at the, the, the surviving female characters. So who do you okay. have at the, at the bottom, mate? The bottom of the rung for me, the bottom rung, sorry, for me is Pam from Part 5. I just feel like... Number one, she's not really a final girl because she's in the in the the Tommy Jarvis section of the the series. So she's off to the side, and she's just a very very uninteresting character. <laughs> very uninteresting. As we mentioned, this is the one with a large amount of kills as well. So by um, by extension of that, it's the one with the least time spent with the characters to to that you're supposed to build, I suppose. So yeah, she's she's just sort of there. She's kind of Tommy and Reggie's sort of chaperone for the whole movie, so I couldn't place her anywhere but last. <laughs> what did you have, Brandon? Uh, I, yeah, struggled. These two were the bottom ones that I kept flipping back and forth. I actually put Pam at number 10. At number 11, I had, uh, I had Reddy from Part 8. And I yep. think it just ultimately boiled down to, despite her give, being given more character, I guess, development, you'd say, because she has a backstory as dumb as it is. Uh, she's just the least likely one of these I'd like to spend any time with. <laughs> I just liked her in every scene, and she just uh, almost uh, added nothing to the proceedings other than, I gotta keep going back to this woman. Uh, just not a fan already. She, and not very strong a character either, you know what I mean? She's fighting off, squaring off against little kid Jason at the end of this. It's just ridiculous looking, so... Yeah. Ready. Yeah, I had I had ready as well. Just boring. Everything about her is boring. From her clothes to her hair to her ridiculous backstory to shit dialogue. Like you know, I think the actress was obviously fairly green at the time and it's not her sure. fault. I mean, the script is shit. But she doesn't in, in, infuse it with anything. Like we don't get mm. anything out of her. She feels like she's just going through the motions, and that's not a good way to to have a, a final girl in these films. So, yeah, she sits at number 11 for me. 
She also manages to somehow get kidnapped by junkies immediately <laughs> after entering New York City and then forced heroin. Oh, <laughs> good lord. The hell? Yep. Uh, what a town. <laughs> what a place to be. <laughs> Why yeah, exactly. is anyone City, going baby. on this trip? Like, honestly. <laughs> I'm Do you think there was a security like... briefing beforehand? Junkies <laughs> and weirdos <laughs> and toxic waste. There's toxic waste barrels <laughs> in the streets. Oh, man. It's the fucking Wild West out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, my next one was, was Rennie. So I had her at, yeah. at 10. I, I can't describe it any better than you did, Brandon, when you said she's just a wet blanket of a character. There's just, yeah. there's just not a lot there. There's no, there's, there's, there's not a shred of fun in the character to be had anywhere. Um, it's yep. just such a, such a, a boring and at the same time just so, just so depressing to be around her when you're watching the film. So, yeah, yeah I can't say any more than you guys have, have really said about that one. Yeah, I mean, similar. I had I had Pam at number ten, Melanie Kinnerman. I think the actress's name was. Uh, you know, I'm just glad she killed Roy. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, she didn't even kill him. Yeah. You know, oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. No, she just gets and, to like smack. And her even even on, Reggie yeah. the Reckless gets in on that. <laughs> like, like oh, I haven't got her at ten. Actually, I've got Whitney from the remake. Mm. Who is played oh, wow, by okay. Amanda Rigetti, I believe her name is. Now, look, it's not her fault. I think her performance is fine, but she just disappears yeah. for such a long stretch. She is yeah. the final girl when you actually look at the film. She is the surviving female character. Yeah. But she really is only seen for about <laughs> half an hour. Maybe. Yeah, it's just they pulled that. They pulled that uh, swift one with um, Jenna. Yeah, when it seemed for all money like she was going to be the one having been involved in the chases and a little bit of the back and forth with Jason, and then they kind of pulled the Swifty. And but yeah. even if you know what, even if you include her, I'd probably still have it down pretty low because neither character really resonates well. They kind of share screen time, so they're both yeah. only in it for a certain amount of time. And and you know, again, it's not the act- actress's fault, but you know, they were obviously. Uh, more interested in Jared Padalecki's character being yeah. kind of like the the hero. Yeah, I think you're right. Even if it was Jenna, she's. I mean, she's not soaring with the eagles, but no. she's not mingling with the turkeys. Of no, no, she's part kind of five in the and part eight either. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number nine, I had Pam. Again. Not necessarily the fault of anybody, uh, the actress specifically, but she, she disappears again for, I yeah. mean, she, she gets one scene in the middle of the film and that is to turn up to Demon's fucking tuck shop and have a, have a shot to them. That's about it. Like, she kind of disappears for a, a, a large portion and when she, when it finally comes down to it, it's her, Tommy, and, and Reggie the Reckless fending off Roy. It's not really her. Yeah. It's Roy. Mm. The yeah. only good thing she gets to do is whip out the, the chainsaw and have a crack yeah. at him with the chainsaw. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, I am charging yeah. like a wounded bull, mate. As soon as that thing fires up, I'm just charging <laughs> him and hoping to get some kind of contact. 
Are you doing the leather face style? <laughs> swinging around? Yeah, just swinging wildly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who'd you guys so have I had, uh, this is where I had Whitney, and it's basically for the same reason that you had. She's just not really in it. She's not an active protagonist. She just, everything happens to her. She doesn't really get a chance to do anything. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not, uh, as you said, it's not really anything about the performance or the film. It's just that I felt like, yeah, that was one of their kind of errors when they when they tried to shift the, the female presence at the end there. So poor old Whitney got left with not, not a lot to do. Exactly. Mm. I had a number nine, uh, Jessica from Jason Goes to Hell, actually. And, uh, you know, the actress, she's all right. And the character, I suppose, is all right. Again, I'm not a fan of going back to try to establish all these familial bonds. But largely, she fell this low is also because this seems like it's Steven's finale. And he seems to really overshadow her in almost every part she's in. Mm, And so she just always, when I'm watching this movie, falls on the back burner and feels kind of like a, a character that's not necessarily explored as well as they could have. I feel like it's kind of a missed opportunity with her, especially with this connection with Jason, but they kind of dropped the ball in my opinion. So that's, that's kind of why she's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had her at eight. Yeah, totally yep, agree. Yeah. I think once you start bringing that sort of shit in about familial ties and all that kind of stuff, and they try, they try desperately to kind of give her something to do and have the whole thing about her child and, you know, protecting the child. And she does kill him for want of a better term, with that ridiculous yep. fucking blade that she ends up getting. <laughs> <laughs> but, but ultimately, Stephen feels like the hero and overshadows, as you said. I mean, he gets all these action scenes where he's shooting guns and all this sort of stuff, and she kind of is just sitting in the, you know, she's sitting in the police station kind of waiting for him, which doesn't work for me. Because that's not the, not what these films were built on, and that's that's kind of why we're only go, I'm a, we're only going with the the, the final f- female survivor because that's what these films were yep. built on in the eighties. That was how they did it. So I just feel like yeah, she gets shafted for him. Probably yeah. similar to yeah. Her I mate. mean, she has the misfortune of starring alongside Creighton Duke, and that guy's a goddamn <laughs> you know, charisma vortex. He'll suck it all in there, and she's just the, nothing left for any of these other people. So yeah, yeah. he took all the it's charisma. It's a hard mate. mountain to climb. He took all the charisma. Yeah, I, I had her in the same spot. She doesn't even show up until I think it's about thirty-five minutes before yeah. she even shows up. So I yeah. mean, that firmly establishes her as as a side character to to Stephen. Yeah. And well, Mr. Mr. Duke, of course, um, he he gets so much to do as well. Like uh, I just feel like she was—I don't know how to put it. She was just she was just there for Stephen to kind of have have something to chase almost. And yeah. I think uh, you guys have also already said it. The finale wasn't really hers. She had the most seemingly the most important thing to do, but it was just here's the sword, and then she gets to finish it off, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So firmly down the down the bottom end. Yep. All right. I don't know whether you guys will be unhappy with this, but I've got Rowan from Jason X at number seven, played by an actress by the name of Lexa Doig, I think her name is. Honestly, I actually think she does her best. She actually gives the character a little bit of presence and she I think she's fine as an actress. I actually find her quite good. But she does nothing. Like, 
we've got Brodsky, <laughs> we've got Brodsky running loose over here. We've got that ridiculous teacher who <laughs> keeps doing all sorts of strange things. <laughs> um, we've got a lot of characters still alive. We've got KM. So, yep. really, her her position is kind of pushed to the back. And I guess you could argue KM is the the final female survivor, but she's a robot, so mm. we'll let that go. Right. But there's still several other characters still alive, I think, isn't there? There's KM. There's three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three in the end. Well, Bot- Botsky's also still alive. Oh well, you know, debatable. But hey, don't don't get me started. He has on... enough testosterone <laughs> to maybe make that work. Yeah, don't get me started on my wants for a Brodsky and Jason. You know, to 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 resume on this Earth, whatever it was that they landed on. I yeah, want that totally movie. Weird. Okay. <laughs> People have been clamoring for a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but I think they're missing out yeah. on a real. <laughs> True heroes of the series that could, Brodsky, could fight this guy. Brodsky versus Uber Jason, Jason, Jason is Brodsky. the real crossover. Yeah, throw in Creighton Dukes too. Brodsky <laughs> yeah. and Creighton. Yeah, I'm watching that movie, hands down. I, so I actually had Rowan at number seven. Uh, I did want to briefly mention that at eight, I had Whitney. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I had yeah, Whitney yeah. from the remake. Oh, no worries. And the only reason I put her a little higher is because, uh, one, she does get to kill Jason or supposedly kill him until he comes back at the end uh, and, you know, saves Supernatural there. But. It is also one of the few characters, one of the few final girls that is sort of the like plot driving device. Mm. Most of them are just hanging out at this camp and then are reluctantly, you know, this is thrust upon them. They have to be the hero. But she is actually, you know, kind of the purpose of the whole movie is them trying to find this girl. And I will agree that she's very underutilized and kind of forgotten about until the last, you know, 15 minute chunk there. But I thought the actress did okay. It's fine. Again, another throwaway. But I will agree. Rowan at number seven. She does the most with this very bland character. You know, she's not as dumb as some of these final girls can yeah. be. She seems like, you know, she's supposed to be some sort of intelligent scientist. I don't know how, you know, well established that is or how well she performs that. But I think she's she's a decent enough character and probably the only one who's acting in some sort of real world. I don't know. Most of the characters are just going so far over the top with their performance and she seems to be someone you can anchor like, oh, okay, I'm not fucking crazy for thinking these people are crazy. Yeah. And look, compare her to Part 8, right? Both characters are fairly yeah. bland, but this actress is better and delivers something that we can catch. Like, her performance is fairly solid. So she's likable. Yeah. Whereas poor old Rennie, I mean, again, it might might come down to the um, experience of both actresses at the time, but at the end of the day, Rowan's far more likable and, and a better presence than Rennie or uh, the number of the ones below it. She's definitely not. Um, she's not a tough hang like like Rennie is. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be spending any time with yeah. Rennie. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, Rennie. <laughs> Uh, that'd be the. That'd be the I would say <laughs> she'd she'd meet up with me on the ship, give me a sob story, and I'd be like, "Look, I'm going elsewhere. <laughs> I'm going to the disco. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to that fucking ridiculous disco we've got down there. <laughs> nah, bugger, I'm going to snort some yeah. coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd um, rather Julius I... pummel my face in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. I'd probably just, um, if she came to talk to me, I'd probably just leap over the side. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, it's, look, I had uh, I had Rowan in the same spot 
you use the word anchor, Brandon. That's that's exactly what she is. Her whole purpose is just to drive everyone to move off the ship, basically, when she gets going, to, yeah. to let them know what Jason is and to drive them off the ship. Everyone else gets all the interesting stuff to do. Brodsky, of course, or uninteresting, depending on your perspective there, Adam. But, um, <laughs> yes. um, yeah, everyone else gets the interesting stuff to do, including KM taking the role of kind of, you know, taking it taking it to Jason, I guess, which I actually loved. I thought, you know, kind of having Jason versus a bit of a, like, Terminator type was a kind of cool couple of minutes to have in the movie. Um, but that leaves Rowan with just kind of, Hey everyone, follow me. She's she shows a bit of toughness and a bit of will to 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 go when other people don't want to move, and she makes the right decisions. Yep. But beyond that, she doesn't do much. So yeah. fair fair call to have her where she is, Adam. Yep, I won't protest too much. Now number six is Chris from Part Three, played by Dana Kimmel. She accounts for herself really well in the finale, and in fact, she gives Jason a fair old hiding but let down by some average acting and I, that, that whole thing about her and Jason, um, him attacking her and all that stuff and, the, and that monologue she gives is atrocious. <laughs> it's atrocious. <laughs> so, it's terrible. Yep. yep. She just delivers it so sort of hysterically and over goes overboard with it that it kind of really undercuts that. And overall, she's not one of the better actresses, I guess, in in the series. But great, great finale. No, same. I had her. I had her at the exact same spot, and it is just for you know the tenacity she shows. I guess towards that ending, the finale is pretty decent. You know, she gets some hung at one point, takes his mask off, I think too. Yeah. Or he gets, yeah, he gets a little face time. Uh, but other than that, it's not a good performance. And you're right, I do not like what they're implying with Jason and her uh, at an earlier date. So yeah. I hate when they bring this stuff into my slasher series. I don't want, no. I want Freddy Krueger molesting <laughs> little kids. He can kill them. I don't want to molest. Them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't need that here, but, but again, she, her character itself does show some, some, some strength at the end there. So yeah. I will say good finale. All right. I think I'm going to come in for some treatment here. I've actually got Trish here from part four. And it's only, again, because she has to share duties with someone else. I really like Trish. She gets a little more to do than some of some of the other ones that I had down the track, but it's Tommy's movie. So Trish gets gets a little bit, not a lot. I did like the, the relationship they allowed her to develop with Rob for a little bit there, but she sort of helps and doesn't get to do, do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I kind of I, I, I know there's a lot of fondness for Trish and I, I do have that, but when I'm looking at it as a final girl, it's sort of like she's another one that just isn't really. So yeah, I had Trish at six. Trish at six. Alright, I have at five I had Alice from the original, played by Adrian King. Look, uh, she's very much a damsel in distress for a large portion of the film. Because there are less deaths, there seems like there's a little more development of her as a character somewhat. Um, there's little nods to the fact that, you know, her and Steve Christie perhaps had a relationship. Borrowed <laughs> 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 each other's shorts. She, she, yeah, she tried to get him out of his shorts, but they were too tight. 
<laughs> and her sort of, you know, reluctance to come back to the camp, you know, um, all that sort of stuff that they kind of play out in the early part of it. And her finale work, apart from being a little bit slow, the finale and, you know, the bits where she throws um, balls of twine Mrs. Voorhees as she walks towards her, which I found comical, she dishes out a pretty decent sort of hand-to-handish blue where they pull each other's hair and bang each other's heads against things and then she cuts her head off and I think that, you know, being the first final girl leads to a little bit of a higher rating. Doesn't she also uh, barricade a door that opens out? She puts something against the door that opens out (laughs) while she's making a cup of tea. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Maybe I gave her too much credit. (laughs) Yeah. I I had Trish from part four in number five here. And, um, yeah, you mentioned it. Honestly, for me, the actress, I think, does a a fair bit of the the heavy lifting here. She's just a really likable presence. So it's not so much to do with the character itself, because I'll agree it's Tommy's movie. I just honestly find this uh, just a very charming actress, and she she holds her own, and mm. you know kicks a little ass here and there. So I had her at four. I did have or five rather, and I did have Alice at okay. four. So all right, Jared, so, what did you have at five? So five is where I had Chris. Um, Chris, yeah, oh, okay. Same yeah. things Great. as you guys said. We don't need to know about what what we don't need any of that stuff that went on at the start of the movie. Yeah. Well, sorry, at the start of the timeline. Um, I feel like uh, Chris is placed here mainly due to the finale. She gets a really good sort of a really good go at Jason. And I think the actress was, I don't think she was great, but I think she was probably better than some of the ones that came below her. I think her acting job was, I mean, shit, maybe that's just because I had to watch Shelley for large chunks of the movie, so anytime she was on screen was just a joy. Um, so, but, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where I feel she belongs. Fair enough. I had Trish at, um, from part four at number four, played by Kimberly Beck. I agree with you, Brandon. I actually find, find her really likeable and charming. I actually... It's Tommy's movie, but I kind of disagree somewhat with the heavy lifting, and I also love the fact that she's given someone to protect. Like, she actually has to protect him. Like, he Mm -hmm. can't protect himself. She has to protect him. And she does a really good job of that. And she, you know, she takes Jason on face-to-face, really gives it to him a couple of times. So I really like her performance, and I think, again, it's another nod to why part four is so good, I think. This is where I had Alice. Same. Yeah, me too. Pretty much the same reasons that you you said, Adam. Looking back on it, I I think her the acting is not really a factor. She was only fair, fair to me, maybe spuds and burgers there, Adam. <laughs> um, but I think they really did nail the quality of kind of the girl next door, which is why I really like Alice. She is one of the things that I do look back on fondly from the first one, and I think that the Mrs. Voorhees finale is. Very memorable. Like uh, the, the the shots stick out of them on the on the little bank there and the machete and the head and whatever. Like that that stuff is very memorable. Yep. Yeah, she got up this high for me because again, she is the first a good prototype of this character to come. And as you mentioned, yeah, she really does play that innocence really well. The you know the standard girl next door or door. So and yeah, she gets to take out Mrs. Voorhees at the end, so she gets bumped up for me. But. Yep. 
agreed on her performance not being necessarily the best. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a little lacking. But you know, at the end of the day, you're talking about a movie made for five hundred thousand dollars in 1980. You know, they weren't hiring top notch. Actors and actresses, um, Kevin Bacon aside. Aside, of course, a side of Bacon. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've read things that they they approached like Sally Field and people like this to be in it, and I'm thinking, yeah, you were, you, you were possibly swinging for the fences there. I don't think you were going to get <laughs> But, um, yeah, she's, she's definitely worth being up that high. My number three is Tina from Part 7, played by La Park Lincoln. Just the whole... She's an equal of Jason. She's got powers and stuff that he can't really deal with. Like, he doesn't actually know how to deal with them. And it works to create a fantastic finale. I think her character's probably a little bit hamstrung. But, again, the movie is kind of geared towards her, the whole thing about being going out to the cabin to sort of relive her father's death and why she did it and having the doctor there. So the movie is kind of really firmly her film. And mm. I think she delivers really well in, in that, um, in that regard. I had uh, Megan from part six here at number three, Jennifer cook and similar to uh, Trish, I think Kimberly Beck, she just got a, a real charming personality, very entertaining to watch. Uh, but I also do see like it, it seems like it's more of Tommy's movie than her. And so that's why she's not quite higher. But honestly, one of the best for a reason. And she's just super likable, super, super fun. But she does make some very dumb decisions. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I had so, um, I had Tina here as well, Adam. I think yeah. uh, similar reasons. She she's some of the some parts of it. It feels like she has to take it a bit too seriously, but she she gets to have a hell of a lot of fun. Well, we get to have have a hell of a lot of fun watching her go back and forth with Jason, um, having something that places her in in almost has the upper hand at points. And uh, yeah, I felt like the movie as well is is one that I look on favourably. I just enjoyed I just enjoyed what they did with that character. Yep. I had Megan from Part Six at number two, uh, played by Jennifer Cook. I totally agree. Again, likable. Really, I felt really good actress. Um, Jared seems to have other things he liked about it, but let's not go there. Um, um, but she also drives the plot a lot. Like, she actually is the one pushing Tommy forward, um, even though she makes a lot of dumb decisions. I mean, look, date, uh, basically, essentially trying to date a bloke who's fresh out of the <laughs> out of a mental uh, hospital. I don't care what he looks like. <laughs> like yeah. You know, this isn't a good choice. But she kind of drives the plot. Plus, she's kind of got a bit of sass about it. Like, she's the one um, driving the car in the car chase and all that kind of stuff. Like, I really like that. So she she gets a lot of points for that. She's a, um, a final girl with a little bit more get up and go in her. Yeah. I had uh, Tina here, number two. Part seven. And again, out of all of them, the one who gives the most to Jason, his most formidable opponent out of the entire series, really the, the person, I mean, Brodsky and Creighton aside, <laughs> the person to really get uh, closest to actually doing some actual damage to Jason. And so yeah. it's it's a little silly, the telekinetic powers, but overall, I think she plays it fairly, you know, fairly well. She obviously goes really straight with it. And so she commits. I like the character enough. 
again, some of the stuff for her backstory I could have done without, but I think as a character overall, she's she's pretty solid. Mm. Yeah, I had uh, Ginny at number two. Ginny at number two. Um, oh, yeah. okay. All right, I okay. really. So now I know where this is going. <laughs> yep. Well, you telegraphed it early on. I mean, shit. I'm only human, but anyway. Um, yeah, Ginny's. Ginny is, uh, as I said, for a long time, I didn't like part two very much. When I first got pay TV, they often played on a Friday or Saturday. They would play some Friday the 13th movies, and they always ran two and three back to back. So perhaps I was just lumping them in the same category and remembered things about three that I didn't like as part of two. But the last couple of times I've watched it, I've just really enjoyed um, Amy Steele's performance. Um, she is one of the toughest of the final girls. She she doesn't seem... Obviously, she is in some in some trouble and does get some scares, but she doesn't seem phased as much, I guess, would be a way to put it. She's always up for the fight. And, yeah, I've just really come around and, and come to enjoy her performance as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Because I had her at number one. Yeah, me too. She's super tough. She's smart. She's, she's accomplished. She actually takes him on. And it is in that period of films where Jason's a human. So once again, there's that cat and mouse and that feeling of she might be able to get over the top of him. You know, like it's hard, I guess it's a little bit harder for some, the character like Megan is that she has to deal with a, a zombie, a zombified version of Jason who never dies type of thing. Whereas this still has a little bit of that juice of, of Jason trying to scare Ginny and chasing after her. And it feels a little bit more real um, in that sense. And I think Amy Steele is just excellent. And I've, I've always felt that way about her. Same, same with um, April Fool's Day, which she was in a couple of years later. Same sort of thing. Yep. I really like that character in that too. So overall, she yeah, she is definitely my favourite. Mm. Yep, mine as well. She, she's just a really good actress. And I, you mentioned it. She seemed, uh, Jared, the, less phased by it all. And it's almost like she seems like the, the I'd say the least helpless out mm. of all these final girls because she, she just takes everything in stride and just goes with whatever the fuck, whatever's happening. And yeah, she, just a great performance. I think Amy Steele is kind of an underrated final girl, honestly, when people talk about these series. She, her name doesn't get thrown up a lot, and I think she's pretty damn yeah. good. Definitely. I reckon so she, would, she was... But not as good as Jennifer Cook, though. Huh? More, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, look, I've, I've kind of broken my own sort of rationale for my decisions here because I was saying some of the lower final girls um, were sidelined to somebody else, which she is, and... But and, and you know for for other ones like Jason X, I, I couldn't put Jason X number one as much as I love it. I took the personal bias out of it, but I just couldn't hear. I mean, she's I, I just feel like she's got a point of difference to a lot of the other ones in that she's got that kind of rebellious streak. Mm. Um, leads to some, as we've said, some silly, silly decisions. I mean, Dad's right, love. You need to you need to listen to him. He's, he's he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that that kind of rebellious streak puts it puts her aside. She's in a movie where the characters are fun and you care for them and you really like almost all of them. And I just think she does get sort of pushed off at the end, but she has the role of she's taking care of the kids and she does that throughout a large large part of the movie as well. Um, so I just, yeah, I... I, I uh, I feel like she is well up there, maybe not number one on most people's list, but, yeah, I'm a big fan. And she's an attractive lady. I'm, I can't – look, what can I say? 
Scumbag. No, look, um, I would agree, and I think that the one thing I would say about the fact that she is in she is in a movie that is actually being it's not her film, it's Tommy's. But she kind of transcends that, unlike the others. She manages to get over the top of that because I think of her, her charisma and, and, and the likability of her and the fact that they've got the kids there, so they've got her in that protective role, whereas Tommy's on the other side of the, the coin. He's trying to warn everybody that Jason's out there. So they kind of give them both a little bit to do, which I think works, and it works well. Yeah. All right, that is our that's our list of final girls ranked top to bottom. All right, the best and worst kills of the franchise. Now, I'm going to start with my worst, my least favorite. I'm going to, I've I've got a top 5. I'm going to start at the bottom, so my fifth least favorite one is the the slow-mo cutting of the captain's throat in part 8. Where nothing really comes out, (laughs) there's no blood. (laughs) It's done with the back of the machete, I think. I don't actually think it's done with the the blade. It's actually done with the bum end. And everything about it just looks so sort of cheap. Now, again, I don't know what the MPAA had done with it and whether there was, you know, it, it was 10 times more gory and then they just chopped it all out. <clears throat> but it just overall, it just was really, really boring. Same with mm. the film. <laughs> <laughs> right. Seeing if I had any, because I went through this uh, each, you know, entry by entry, trying to figure out some of my favorite kills, some of the least favorite kills. Mm. There's, from eight itself, there's, I mean, there's a litany of just <laughs> awful. A lot of them involving slow motion. Yeah, that harpoon kill on the boat yeah. there. Where he's stabbing one of the guys from behind. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Most of the kills. There's one in there that I'll mention in the best of list. But most of the kills, honestly, <laughs> in eight are just bad. Yeah, just they're, bad. They're terrible. Um, throwing that guy off for some reason. That guy decides to climb on <laughs> the bloody <laughs> yeah. the mast and just gets chucked off. Yep. Yeah, and he, and he jump cuts there. He literally teleports Jason from the bottom to the top of the mast yeah. in a second. That, that guy's um, dead. The guy, Uncle Charles, who's drowned in that barrel of sewage water, like, that one's awful. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, my, that, was, one of my, that was my third worst. I, I actually didn't. Just, uh, <laughs> it's so, it's so lazy. Yeah, I didn't like, have him in a list, but Uncle Uncle Charles is definitely in my bottom five. He, that one was dreadful. Like, there's no, it was, of all the things you could do, I mean, shit, the sewers flood at midnight. Surely there's a more interesting way we can drown him in toxic waste than just drop him in a barrel. <laughs> and it's Uncle Charles. This guy's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the worst. Needed you to wanted him to suffer satisfying. such a terrible death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should have been yeah. much more heinous what happened to him. Yep. And I think that the idea of the, some of those kills was because he had tried to drown Rennie and it was like coming back karma type of thing. But... Mm-hmm. For, dispense with that sort of crap, like yeah, that that's not what Jason films are about. They're household implements getting rammed into every spot in the body. Like, don't worry about that crap because I think they actually do it several <laughs> times throughout the film. As they kind of like kill somebody because of something they did or something mm-hmm. they're involved in. It's just stupid. Yeah, 
I didn't really rank the the bottom ones. Well, let's just throw them out. Separate mate. some of them, but let's just throw the them one, out there because I've got yeah. one in particular that I hate yeah. the most. Well, one but here for me that, we'll is the one here for me is the um the what is it? It's the arrow or the harpoon in part three, um, where he's standing across the pier after the girls picked up Shelley's mm. wallet. Yeah, it just doesn't look all that good and. You can see the line on the arrow, and it's just a—it's just an overtly like it's too over the top trying for the three D stuff. I don't know how I've never seen it in three D, unfortunately, but I can't imagine it would make it that much better for me. So that's that's definitely one of my least favorites. Yeah, the least favorites from three would have to be uh, Chuck being electrocuted. A, a personal preference: anytime any character in a horror movie gets electrocuted and those fucking blue lightning strikes, it it's the worst. Yeah. But I also have to mention in part three, and I don't know if this is best or worst kill, but maybe worst kill just of how terrible it looks. Rick getting his head crushed and that eyeball shooting towards the screen—one of the worst practical effects I've ever seen. But god damn it, do I love that they shot it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks so bad, see, but I get what you're going you can for. See, yeah, the wire, the fish. You can see it's got like a steel rod behind it. Like it's, <laughs> it's just terribly shot because you can see it and you know it. But you know what? I'm with you. I love it because it just it looks awful. Yeah. But it's so good for like the whole 3D effect of trying to sort of chuck something at the screen. And so they just mm. dispensed with whether yep. it would look good. They just decided, oh, we'll chuck it out there and everyone will love it. And strangely enough, they did. Yeah. <laughs> People went for it, you know? Yeah. I'm going to throw one at you that might sort of, you know, might piss a few people off, but I actually think the sleeping bag kill is not that good. Uh, get out of here. I prefer the... I might have to disagree with you on yeah. this one, I yeah. I yeah. uncut version. <laughs> Where yeah, look, it, it did suffer from... You actually see some yeah. blood, right? Yeah, it did suffer from being cut. Great. But just the idea of it, the fact that we actually got it in the movie, I loved it because it was just, that's exactly what you want, something creative, something bit, a bit different that we haven't seen Jason do before, but totally fits. So I was a big fan of that one. It was over two. Just one one whack. Over two quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one, speaking of the sleeping bags, the one that I didn't like, and was a real kind of fits into the little bit of the overly kind of Texas Chainsaw and seedy, grimy vibe is the remake where he puts hangs the girl over the fire in the sleeping bag. That's the one that really got me kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to see this. This is the most, yeah, gnarly, honestly terrifying death in the mm. whole series because it's just like, what the fuck? We, yeah, I, I was not driving on this road. I don't know what like, yeah. what wrong turn I took. Like, this is intense. Yeah, this, this steps it up. It a just takes times. this oh, extra great. layer of cruelty. Like, Jason's planned to be a little bit crueler than usual rather than just, here's a person, I'm just going to get rid of them. Um, yeah. He actually goes to the effort of stringing her up over it. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. That's, kind of that's a little bit as, prolonged. Kind of using her as bait for the other yeah. like. Yeah, he does a lot of that in that Friday the 13th remake, now that I'm thinking of it, because he does that with the other gentleman who's got the axe thrown in his back. Yes. <laughs> He's just, like, outside wailing. That's right. Ugh. Jason's a sick man. He is, he is. I yeah. was also not a big fan of the girl getting sucked out the, uh, <laughs> through the <laughs> hole with Jason X. You mean this sucks on oh, so man. many levels? <laughs> 
It looks like bacon on the fucking grate by the time she's done. Yeah, just a few slabs of bacon. I I liked it from the perspective of I was just over that character, like her yeah. her attempts, oh, she's her attempts at snark and 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 just. You know, needling the other characters, I was just like, oh, "I'm done with that." So I was kind of happy that she wasn't around anymore. But yeah, it's it's not one of the best. <laughs> no, I got one that could, that could arrive on some people's favorites list, similar to the, the the sleeping bag one. I never liked this kill, but a lot of people do. In six, the the paintballer who gets his face <laughs> smashed into the tree trunk, and there's the smiley face with the blood. I get it; it's funny, and yeah, you guys have had some some giggles here and there. But come on, what Looney Tune shit is this? Like, what are we doing? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, again, kind of love it, but at the same time, yeah, it, I must admit that's right after he's yeah ripped off that one guy's arm. Yeah, I must admit that bit. didn't uh, the the smiley face didn't hold up for me as much this time around. I didn't no. didn't quite enjoy it as much as I have previously so yeah I, I, I won't uh, I won't I won't come in for the attack on that one yeah agreed it's not, uh, it's not a favourite put it that way uh, talk about a character you wanted to have a, a more epic death Creighton Dukes is bear hugged to yeah. death does he just get hugged to death <laughs> what a shame this badass you know, vampire hunter, essentially. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. In his- Surely he's breaking but, Jason's but- fingers at the minimum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a good interrogation scene that is, by the way. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that but was... yeah, very anticlimactic. Yeah, that was... He needed to be... I mean, I would have been happy for him to survive so we could have him back. Like, But, yeah, it's just... If you're going to go out, he had to go out strong and he just... He just kind of, yeah, wrapped up in a big bear hug and oh, that was it, all over. Yeah, it's kind of a wimp. Yeah, there's a kill in number two, actually. I think her name is Terry, but she's killed completely off screen, and we don't know how she died. And when she's shown again later on, there's just, like, some rope on her body, and like, maybe, like, a few, like, little... I don't know. I still don't know how she died. There's just, like... She's thrown through the window, I think, at some point. But I'm always like, how long has she been dead? How did she die? You know, there's a lot of those off-camera ones that are just disappointing. Yeah. A lot of stabs below the frame, you know, things that they had to cut here and there. That are unfortunate. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Adam, I've got one for you, and I don't... I can't tell whether... Look, it's probably more the character than the kill, but the fucking drifter in part five... Oh, my God. <laughs> why, why is he there, for one? Yeah. <laughs> we just, yeah. I'll clean out the chair chair for, for a meal. I mean, have you seen the meal getting dished up? I'd rather eat what's in the chook shed. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, but he's kind of just randomly there for like two minutes and then you yep. come across him in the woods and then he's kind of stabbed what looks to be like a it, – it's, I think it's a knife, but it's kind of got like a yeah. wooden handle. It looks like a tree branch kind of thing. Yeah, because I can't recall exactly how it goes down right now, but isn't he – He's spying on the, the two um, people that are off the nymphomaniacs that have snuck away from, from the mental facility. That's right. And he's kind of spying, yep. and then I can't remember how it goes down, but doesn't he get, like, a look on his face or something as if he's seen Jason and then we don't even – do we even see it? I can't even yeah, remember whether we yeah. see it. He turns around. He turns around. Yeah, he turns around. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And he cops it in the, in the guts. And I'm just – yeah, it was just it was a perfect example of, you know, you could have cut that one out. You didn't need it at all. Yeah. Character, kill, all of it. 
I mean, fuck, put him in the chook shed and also- leave him there. We don't need to see him. <laughs> we'll kill him in the chook shed. There's also that restaurant owner. I think it's the restaurant owner in Jason Goes to Hell who gets her face punched. Oh, in, yeah. But her fucking mouth looks like a... It's so stupid looking. It looks like play, Play-Doh or something's mashed up on her teeth or something. And she's like looking around all kooky-eyed like, oh, no. Uh. Yeah, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives her an elbow. Yeah, and the chin piece. And her old jaw like, crumples yeah, up. That's right, yeah, that's all crumpled. And she gets yeah, like a eyes. SpongeBob cartoon or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she looks like Baker out of the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. man. Uh, you know what? My least favorite kill. This is my least favorite kill in the entire franchise. Is the machete through the the dock into the girl's head, yeah. and then lifts her back up? Oh yes, and the it's remake because yeah. of the connotations involved. Um, yeah, the fact that yeah. we, you can do that. We're showing nudity. Show that scene, you know, five seconds earlier. Yeah, show the nudity just before she stands up yeah. before. But yeah, no, yeah, it's just completely gratuitous <laughs> yeah. and unnecessary, guys. And yeah, there's already- a line. There's a line here. We're not all scumbags. I am. We've established that, but not all of us are. So. <laughs> We're not all scumbags. You're, in, you're not included in the non-scumbag list. But it just there's, there's a connotation to it, and maybe maybe yeah. some people don't see that as an issue. But to me, it's kind of like we did not need that. We did not need yeah. to see more nudity after she's dead, basically, because yeah. the idea is as soon as the machete goes through into the top of her head, she's dead. Then I mean, this, the water. I mean, as 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 we've sort of discussed, there's there's boxes that you tick in a slasher movie, but you don't tick those two together. No, like, that's that's a problem yeah. for me. That's not what I, that's not what I'm. I don't want to say that. If I could count my least favorite kills in the entire series, it'd probably be the virtual murders of the dinosaur dragon thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the fucking you know, the character who gets his head cut off and his claymation head's like, oh, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, those are the worst, but thankfully they're not real, so I won't count them. But good yeah, that, look, hey, what, that looks sorry, so bad. Sorry, where did you guys have that film <laughs> in our list again? Oh, number five. Yeah, probably. The, bullet, the more we talk. <laughs> Talk about it. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, down there. That, as I said, that was the prime example of what could have really put Jason X over the top as one of the best ones. Is you take the idea of that, but the way that they pulled it off was just yeah, awful. How is he, how is he interacting with this digital? I know, I know. It's just without so, any equipment or technology yeah. on him. I don't. And how can they see? I thought they had like headsets. On. I know. They got. But anyway, yeah. uh, one oh, the only plot yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the, yeah, the only one. <laughs> we can let it slide. We'll let it slide. Um, yeah. I had uh, I counted this as a kill because technically the guy's dead, but shaving the bloke before he <laughs> dives into his body in <laughs> Jason <laughs> goes to That's what the that's the WTF moments. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. good God, Richard Gant was uh, getting around with a bloody mustache the whole time. So, what was the necessity of shaving someone up before you got in there? Yeah, someone <laughs> shaving. I mean, imagine what would have happened if the bloke had a beard. Oh hell, would have broken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and how far do we go? Do we have to work our way down a chest here, and it, like is the whole body have to be hairless, or is it just uh, <laughs> is it just this region? 
Uh, none of that stuff makes sense. It's it's, no. it's WTF time. On, on that yeah, absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Any other major kills you didn't like? I don't think so. Yeah, again, other than just kind of the lazy ones that are either off screen or, or neutered to the point you don't see yeah. much, but none that struck me as, uh, as too yeah. I think they were the sort of standout standout yeah. ones that I recalled. All right, let's on to the on to the best. Julius getting his head punched off. Sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. The only good kill In really for everybody's that movie. list. Yeah. That one. I yeah. Mean, that absolutely. Just- there's real payoff to it. It's the only sequence that yeah. really works in the, the couple movie. of minutes of lead up of, of Julius actually giving it, giving it to him for a little while, and then kind of just running out of steam. And yeah, I, it I absolutely. Don't know about was you likes, but I am not punching him in the hockey mask. No, <laughs> I'm of course not. not. Actually, punching him face <laughs> in the hard the hockey mask. And B, he's he's right on the on the on the edge. I'm just taking a mm. running leap and kicking him in the chest, yeah. aren't you? Well, we've, we've heard all about your form, and we know you'd you'd be going a knee to the agates before he could even like, before he knew what hit him. That'd be your first yeah. move. Yeah, that's the only move. That's the only move I've got. <laughs> I, yeah. I come out, running it in flat. Ankles decimated as soon as you hit that chest. Yeah, that's right. just broken right now. Yeah, I do like that. Jason is the only person here who's uh, not littering. I like how he punches the hand right into the old trash can. The only person in New York City is not throwing garbage on the streets. Thanks for that, Jason. Yeah, everyone else is just dumping it out the window, doing whatever they please. Yeah, the city's just putting barrels of toxic waste just in the alleys. (laughs) Every night at midnight. Oh, dear. That's um, terrible. I, I'm a massive fan of this one in part seven, and unfortunately, it's been it's been cut. And if you see the uncut version, it's ten times better. Is the one where the two are skinny dipping down at the lake, and the boyfriend she's in the water, and the boyfriend's getting undressed, and Jason comes out from behind a tree, and he just uses the axe in this upward type of swing and just whack and hits him like under the jaw, and in the uncut version, yeah. his head flies back and just blood goes. Into the air, yeah. um, it it's obviously cut, but it still looks really cool the way he kind of does it. And then they show it, sort of show like the the aftermath, and his face mm-hmm. has basically been split yep. all the way at the top. I really like that. It looks it looks awesome, and it it's just a really cool kill. One of my favorites is uh, Mark, who's slammed in the face with a machete in the uh, wheelchair. <laughs> his comical rolling backwards <laughs> down an absurd amount of stairs. Yeah. Uh, but what gets me every time is. He's staring in the same direction as the machete comes, which means it's impossible unless he's closing his eyes for him not to see someone standing there with a machete. It's not like it comes behind him. It's directly in front of his face. That's what I love. Yeah. About I don't know, Mark. Check your blood spot. He's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's peripheral vision. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That. Sometimes when you watch it, you're like, "Oh, geez, it's a little bit, a little bit mean to just put the extra roll down the stairs." <laughs> so mean spirited. It, <laughs> it does look. Um, it it is quite kind of. It is sort of spectacular when you see it. You see the hit, and then that the body's just uh, down the stairs. Like, yeah, that's a good one. And this guy was just about to get laid. Too. Oh, I oh know, poor bastard. He was he was in. Oh <laughs> yeah. Goodness. What I love about it too is they 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 zoom in on the back of his head and. Yeah, they have like a dolly in on his face, and they're both happening at the same time. And they're cut together, and they have a lightning flash just before it hits. So the lightning flashes, and then bang, it gets him in the head. Again, 
He's standing yep. on it right next to you, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there is no doubt he is standing right next to you. But I do like that kill. I think it's fantastic. Let's see. Yeah, two has two has a couple of good ones. I mean, we got Crazy Ralph being choked out with some barbed wire. Mm. Uh, we, we've got uh, who is it? That guy? Oh, oh, Jeff and Sandra. They get impaled yeah. through the back. There's a double <laughs> double impaling. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually think going right back to the original, Kevin Bacon. I mean, there's nothing the man just. Yeah. It's nothing he can't do. Even his even his on screen deaths are just better than everyone else's. Like he sizzles in every single. He way. sizzles in everything. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think um, that one was, uh, and obviously seeing it at the point that I saw it, there'd been other films after that that had copied similar things, but. When you watch it in the context of the movie, it's a nifty little surprise. It's a great effect, and then obviously the little bit of um, the the little kind of happy accident where the blood didn't flow, and then Savini's mate had to blow through the pipe or whatever, and made that little burst of blood that came out. It just worked. It just worked a treat. So that was that's definitely on my on my top fives or my favourites list for the kills. Huge fan of it. Yeah that that effect you can you can you can tell the neck. You know, is is fake, yeah. especially especially under absolutely. You know, absolutely. Uh, but what's what's funny about uh, Tom Savini is how well thought out some of these kills are. My favorite, I think, from that movie is one I mentioned earlier. But it's uh, Marcy getting the axe to the head. Mm. It's a great practical effect. But he mentions things so simple as like you got to hit the light to show that the object has weight, so that you know that when it's slammed in her head, you know the audience makes that connection in the edit. And it's something so simple, but. The effect looks great. You know, it does look like it goes right to her face. And again, just her reaction just before being killed makes me laugh so so hard every time. Yeah, it's definitely. To, um, the reaction of one um, Steve Christie. Not a favourite kill, but I just love the way he looks into the light and goes, Oh, hi! You know that? <laughs> <laughs> he wanders over like a bloody idiot. <laughs> oh, God. I also am a huge fan of um, the the throat slash and head twist in part four. Oh yeah, from the creepiest guy. Yeah. Like, thank, thankfully, he took that guy out because he was a danger to society. Yeah. I think da- I think Jason was doing us all a favor with that one. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, that was a public service. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was a powder keg. Something was going. What a happen great there. effect. Yeah. yeah, something was going on there. Great effect to slice and. And I also like it. Yeah, he twists that guy's head all the way around <laughs> yeah. and off, essentially. It's brutal. Um, I'd also like to know where that guy was stashed. <laughs> his death. <laughs> that room is showered with blood, surely. Is, yeah. is, is old mate just in the, in the morgue? Yeah, in the freezer? That's where he probably was tossed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't see if anyone walked in and saw all the blood. Maybe they just thought, oh, one of them was dripping when we rolled them in or something. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what well, the explanation considering was Considering Crystal Lake Hospital's a bloody absolute <laughs> shit show. Well, it's <laughs> chock full. It's chock full. I also like Crispin Glover's death. I just like yeah. the whole thing about oh, yeah, the corkscrew and then he gets the cleaver in the face. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she danced his oh, way out of it though. <laughs> he did a little bit of dancing and avoided it. <laughs> if only, yeah. Oh. Jason swinging oh, the man. cleaver and <laughs> dancing his way out of it. I reckon that would have been gold. 
I mean, uh, yeah, Jason's death, honestly, in four too is is kind of all timer. His head sliding down the machete, yeah. there, the eyeball moving, the eyebrows going it. up and down. And stuff. Um, yeah, that was good. Yep, that's definitely on there. And in the same vein, I had uh, I actually had the the kill at the start of Goes to Hell of Jason running out and then just getting fucking blown into. Oh yeah! It seems like they just—I don't know what what they were using, but when they blow him up, this fucking muck just blows everywhere. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, he's comprised of mostly swamp water. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, he's blown into massive pieces too. though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the shark from Jaws. Well, yeah, yep. they're doing the autopsy. They're pulling out like a, a an arm and a shoulder and part of the chest. And I'm like, no, no, no. That was an actual explosive. Yeah. <laughs> he would have yeah, done nothing. I found a third arm over here and a fourth leg. He just seemed to be bloody. There's <laughs> pieces everywhere. The coordinates were slightly off. Stuff he's, he's been eating earlier. Ten percent of our FBI agents. Yep. No character meets a demise quicker, in my opinion, uh, than Trent. I couldn't wait for this guy to die, and boy, does he get yeah. it. The machete in the stomach, then lifted off the ground, and then sawn up vertically, and then thrown on top of a fucking hay bale yeah. or something. See, this is what... Uh, He's, like, screaming the entire time. Yeah, it's this great. is what Uncle Charles needed. Like, something something that was like, yeah, you yep. earned that one. Like, <laughs> you really, you earned yeah. that one. Was, that one was awesome. I really enjoyed that, and the fact that he um, the bit before that when he squealed when she dropped she dropped on to, before he runs off into the little you know the little creek and then gets the kill. The fact that he they they dropped the body on the front of the car and he got the big squeal in too. Just the build up to that was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the uh, frozen head smash in Jason X. Definitely. Oh. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of the best. Really disappointing. Definitely the best of that movie. For really sure. disappointing they didn't move forward with more kills like that, where you're yeah. using the kind of the yeah. environment. I just felt that they didn't do that. But that kill in particular is, it's a really nice mixture of, um, a really cool death, but the effects and stuff are really well done too. When she they show it from under the water and she goes. <gasps> And the face yeah. freezes yeah. up. Like, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, well, shooting it from there was like the real, like it was a good idea for a death, but the fact that they thought we'll shoot it underneath and then show her face actually freezing, like mm. that that set it off. It was it was spot on. Look, this might be my favourite, and it's the sheriff getting folded in half in part six. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, this poor guy. I couldn't like to see that he's on. He's you know he jumps on and he's 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 getting the the upper hand for a little bit on Jason, and then you kind of know what's going to happen. But the first time you see, he just grabs him and folds him, <laughs> folds him like a deck chair. I was just like I was in hysterics, and I was kind of it was a combo of that and a bit of shock. Like oh shit, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Well, yeah, there's another good one in six that gets, uh, I think it's Officer Thornton, who Jason throws throws a machete into his head, and when he gets it in the skull, he does like a backflip (laughs) off the dock. (laughs) It's like something out of a John Woo movie. I was like, holy shit. There's also that kill where the bloke gets his his head squeezed down to the baseballs. (laughs) His brains are hanging out. (laughs) 
that was another one that was cut, right? But yeah. in the shots that you've seen, it looks like a mad ball. It looks like Jason's <laughs> holding a mad ball. <laughs> he just squeezes his melon down. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a good one. And my personal favorite. I don't know if you guys remember how uh, Dan, uh, the Jason gets his machete in part seven, but there's a pretty good kill when I, I think it's some camper guy. His name's Dan, I think. He gets. Jason puts his fucking fist <laughs> through his back and then breaks his neck and then he gets his machete. But the fact that he punches a hole through the back. <laughs> so yeah. ridiculous. I love it. I love yeah. that stuff. My personal yep. favorite is the tent spike in Jason Goes to Hell. That oh, is really, yeah. really <laughs> nasty, um, and mm. it's really, really well done. Um, it's all practical. Yeah. They they cast her body in that position and everything. It's really impressive, um, and it's gross. You know, <laughs> like you just see it go whoosh, and just chop, basically splits her in half. Really, mm. really cool stuff. And you know, one of the better parts of that film. You know, there was a little bit of thought and effort into it, yep. which I feel that those you know. When we talk about Jason Goes to Hell or Part Eight, you know, anything anything decent like that, you kind of think, where was all this in other facets of the production? <laughs> yeah, we're we thinking like that. Yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't include like any mouth poop or <laughs> weird shaving. So, just a cool kill, just a good kill. That's all I needed. And you don't um, actually see. One of my other favorites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of my favorites, uh, Part Three. When the guy's doing the uh, the handstand, <laughs> Jason just puts the machete through his groin, uh, and then he splits him in two. Because then you see him later on in the rafters, kind of his body tucked up in there. And it's, just, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> oh, I've got questions on how he gets it up into the rafters without being seen. <laughs> no blood or anything everywhere. Yeah, no, he's good. Oh uh, yeah, he, that was that was his favorite trick, right? That's the amount of times. I think it's at least five times in the series where someone's standing there and the body drops down, arms hanging. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's got a lot of experience. He's, he's worked various ways to find how to hang someone up or st- stuff them in the rafters or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if it's me, I'm probably just trying to hide him under a blanket or stick him in the cupboard or something. <laughs> Jason likes to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just throw some newspaper over him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just leaving him there. <laughs> well, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Any other big key kills that everyone likes? Let me see. I had a couple more here. <laughs> Again, it's super sleazy, <laughs> and I don't like how it makes me feel. But in uh, number five, that couple that's going at it, both of them naked, uh, the girl gets the hedge clippers in the eyes, you know, and then the chomp through her nose yeah. bone or whatever. Then the guy, though, he gets a belt wrapped around his head, and then Jason, or not Jason, fucking Roy, <laughs> keeps twisting it until it collapses into his skull somehow. Or yeah. <laughs> what a rough way oh, to go. It's an excellent kill, but. You have got to be right on the money that he ends up at that tree. <laughs> the one you're standing directly behind. Like, if he goes to another tree, you're stuffed. <laughs> yeah. You're spot on, though. That was, uh, it was a good, the, the kill was, was good. But, Jesus, there was some smut leading up to it, wasn't there? <laughs> it's just nonstop, yeah. I felt like I'd wandered into a bloody peep show or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty ordinary. Yeah, it was very yeah. ordinary, but those two kills were actually pretty good. And at the yeah. same time, the old mate chooks your shovel. <laughs> 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 he's 
over in the trees as well. So, I mean, Jason is Roy is really working hard. He has to, he's really yeah. worked hard on that particular section. Yeah, yeah. You you've got to go home and have a rest. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the, it's a Leslie Vernon, isn't it? You got to work on your cardio yeah, and you, you know do all that sort of that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. Although I believe later that night he chops off Junior's head, <laughs> buries a cleaver in Ethel's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. He has a quick nap and he gets back out there. Yep. She was still working on the same fucking pot of swill, wasn't she? <laughs> yes. I'm not going near she that. Was. I don't know what that shit was. <laughs> it looked primarily of just water and and vegetables. Water and veg. Um, but yeah, Christ knows what's ended up in there with those two hanging around. Small amount of dead skin. A character that, that needed a worse death, uh, Shelley. The fact that yeah. Shelley just gets his neck slashed off camera. Yep. He needed to be, like, skinned alive for <laughs> to be worth it for all the shit we've taken, yeah. His kids killed in front of him too, or something. And I let don't me know. tell you something. Harold, Harold needed to be dealt with because he'd only recently had explained. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if I'm Jason, I, that's an affront. It's an affront to yeah. me that I've had to walk in on that. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm drowning you in that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't think Harold is a either. <laughs> <laughs> Harold, no, not Harold a is a super carrier, no doubt. He's fucking spread. <laughs> he's spreading that shit. He's all spreading all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, COVID nineteen did not start in Wuhan, mate. <laughs> this happened in bloody Christmas Lake, nineteen eighty two. Yeah, that explains the toilet paper shortage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not in Harold's case, he wasn't want to be in the same situation as Harold. <laughs> oh, oh, man, sorry. <laughs> that was a slight tangent. Let me tell you, Harold's going to get talked about in depth, so let's not use up all the material right here. <laughs> Any other kills that uh, you want to mention? No, I mean, I think that's, I think we got most of yeah. them. Yeah. I've definitely, uh, definitely worked through my favourites. I can mention the folding up of the sheriff again because I could talk about <laughs> it for a couple of hours. But I think he should have been folded again. <laughs> <laughs> like into a smaller package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the comes out in his there suitcase are, there <laughs> There are a couple of kills in in four that I find super funny that I don't think are intentionally funny, but like the the hitchhiker hippie lady who's uh, eating the yeah. banana it's the <laughs> yep the thing in the back of her head, and then there's the the woman who gets stabbed through the bottom of the raft, and her like guttural noise she makes is just like <laughs> it's like that grape stomping woman who falls off the thing, and it's just like ow 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 yeah 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 she's dying. It's the most prolonged death rattle. In the series, yeah, she. Um, that's another cool effect, but yeah, and her face to go along with it too. She kind of does like the yeah, and like sticks the toe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my personal favorite though is her boyfriend copping it in the junk with a spear gun. Oh my god, with a spear gun! Yeah, oh. and he pulls the trigger, lifts him out of the water. Now look, nobody's got forearms strong enough to handle that. I can tell you now, nobody's getting up in the air. But it was just nasty. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was. Oh, Trisha's funny. boyfriend Rob too. I, I we we I didn't mention this in Worst Kills, but it belongs there. When he's getting killed, and he's just screaming like, "He's killing me! He's killing me!" Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> For minutes on end, just a bunch of swinging. Yeah, because yeah. didn't I? Uh, when he gets I, killed, I think that's it. It's impossible um, to tell because it's no, so me dark. neither. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. Yeah. They said in Crystal Lake Memories, whoever wrote that was trying to ramp up the. Uh, the sort of seriousness of it because they took it from a, an actual murder or something that took place where they said the people in the apartments around or something like that heard someone saying, help, he's killing me or something like that. Like, I can't remember the full story, but when you take it and put it into the context with Jason, who's completely removed from reality, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I laughed yeah. very hard <laughs> when I saw it this time around. Any others? No, that's my list covered. Yeah, same. All right. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.